Fuck WordPress. This is Corey, and this is the Other Anthem Podcast. Good afternoon, everybody. It's Rob. Welcome to episode 264 of the Other Anthem Podcast, coming to you from the hashtag OTALA studios, high above the 110 freeway in downtown Los Angeles, California. Thank you for joining us. Yes, thank you for uh, downloading on your podcatcher of choice, rating if it's possible, reviewing if it's possible, and telling friends because we all have friends. Um, and yeah. And of course, you can find more of the anthem at O the anthem on Instagram and and Twitter. Uh, you're watching live right now at facebook.com forward slash O the anthem. You can find all more videos at youtube.com forward slash O the anthem. And uh, for the time being, you can find us at uh, wordpress.otheanthem.fuckyou.com. <laughs> now, uh, check out everything O the anthem related at otheanthem.com for the moment, hosted at WordPress. Uh, still attempting to. Take care of that issue. Yeah, I, I just as a as a thing up front. Uh, if you're if you're listening to the sound of my voice, uh, and you're thinking about making a website <laughs> on WordPress, and you ever want to move it anywhere, yes, just think twice about that that part because uh, uh, we promised uh, at the five year uh, the five year anniversary show that we are going to have the new website up soon. Yeah, and I've literally gone through dozens of emails with WordPress where I keep saying. I don't think you're listening to what I'm trying to say. <laughs> like I wait like three days and then I get an email and it's just like, no, actually what happens is this. And then I'm just like, no, that's wait. not the question I asked. Yes. Yeah. Somebody pick up a goddamn phone and they're like, we don't have phones here. I'm just like, smuggle one in. Like, <laughs> you know what I realized is uh, I lost uh, my own WordPress website. Well, I, I lost the, uh, the dot com. Yeah. Got disconnected from the WordPress site. So maybe... I could try to hack into my own WordPress because I don't remember the password and see <laughs> did all the blog posts go back disappear? Yeah, or did they be, go to like WordPress or foundingthefuture.wordpress.com yeah, or yeah. did they stay at foundingthefuture.com or what? So mm. maybe I'll do that. I'll try to log on and see. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yes. Yeah, so uh, new website's still coming. Yeah. Uh, plan is in effect. Wait We're patiently. Be there. We'll, we'll be I there just, soon. You know what I realized about your fa- fantastic Michelle Brand shirt? Yeah. It has green leaves on it. Oh, that's right. It does. <laughs> I can see the city right through you, Corey. Oh, that's crazy. That's funny. I've never. That's, it's so funny because I don't have any like green that I usually wear on a everyday basis. So. Yeah, not a thing. Yeah, right? I don't have to deal with it. Yeah, I. Uh, I was watching High Maintenance. Uh, I don't know if you've ever watched that show on HBO. It's the, oh yeah, I was going to say. I know it's on HBO. I yes. just haven't seen it. It's like um, the weed delivery or something yeah, like that. And it's the kind of thing where like uh, you get invested, but it's not. Um, it's not particularly funny, mm-hmm. but it's like amusing and it's not like super dramatic, but like you're involved in these people's lives and people come and come and go and they, you see them later, but it's all random coincidence or it seems to be. Maybe it's the type of show where the people who made it are just like 75 to 90% of the people who are going to be watching the show are going to be watching it very high. Yeah. Yeah. So that the jokes don't have to be like a hundred percent funny. They yep. can be, it's more amusing. It can and be B plus jokes and it's going to be sure. a lot funnier to the people who watch it. Like, uh, so one of the episodes is, uh, a lot of the characters we've seen in previous seasons show up on a movie set and it turns out they all work together on occasion. Okay. And, and uh, this particular movie, they're doing reshoots and nobody's having it. They just don't care. And, uh, one of the girls walks to set and says, you know, I just, I'd really like to wear this uh, particular scarf. Uh, so if you don't mind, I'm just going to keep it. Um, after she'd already changed the boots, meaning that her shoes were not in continuity with yeah. previous scenes. And now the scarf was going to be out of continuity. Um, and the director's just like, yeah, no, sure. That sounds like a great idea. And as she walks away, the first AD looks at him and he's like, what the, what are you, you just going to let her go? Yeah. And he like smiles at the first AD and he's like, Scarf's green. 
<laughs> and then they both sit down. Uh, and like, so they sit down and then for the first time it's revealed. So again, Funny joke, because in the context, you know what I'm going to say next. They pan around to the scene, and the girl sits down, and of course, there's a huge green screen that she's about to perform in front of. And you're like, oh, okay, so yeah, yeah. he's just going to make that nothing. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, we can get around that. Um, anyway, High Maintenance on HBO. I recommend that. Uh, or uh, if you feel like staying home, maybe watch Game of Thrones. Yeah. Everybody no spoilers else here. Just yeah, no. Before, uh, but before people panic and start turning uh, off their no, yeah, I I, uh, I would not want to. I mean, about I wouldn't it. be able to spoil it anyway because I don't even know what the fuck it's. He hasn't thinking. seen very much of it at all. Uh, I've seen one episode. Oh, you know who's of which I've watched like five times and still don't understand what I. You was know watching. the uh, the worst kind of spoilers. What? Uh, where they're not spoiling the episode, they're just drunk and shouting in the room like hey who's that person and it's like listen i don't have the time or the attention span to explain to you the last seven seasons of who this person is and why it's so important that we know what happens all i can tell you right now is shut the fuck up because i need to find out what happens is this john snowstorm (laughs) is that a stark i know the starks are a family is that a stark what's the dragon's name Uh, anyway, um, yeah, so that's the uh, the worst kind of spoilers. No, Billy. Billy, yes. That's Billy it. the dragon. Billy the dragon. Puff. His name is Puff. <laughs> uh, but, um, you should have you just filled in with like fake stories or like stories from other shows. I, but she's just like, who's this guy? And it's just like, well, he was working in an auto parts store, <laughs> but eventually he became the manager of the Cleveland Indians when they were trying to lose as many games on purpose as possible and move the team to Miami. I would do that. <laughs> that but was like John Snow's backstory. I feel like that's a, a movie she's seen. What I would have to do is go with like a good movie that she hasn't yeah. seen, like uh, Boys in the Hood. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Something like that. Um, but yeah, uh, so there'll be no spoilers for Game of Thrones. Uh, what we'd ask you is to also not send us spoilers from uh, Avengers Endgame. Yeah. Because we will mm-hmm. not be seeing that until next Saturday mm-hmm. when we go as a celebration both of life, because isn't it great to be alive in the time of Marvel, uh, and Roberto's our buddy's birthday. birthday. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Roberto, friend of the show, Roberto's birthday, which will be May 5th. Uh, and if you're keeping track of your calendars, May 5th is a special day for the podcast. Uh, we'll be going out late that night um, and going to see a movie at 11. Yeah. Something which like means that. we will be getting home from that movie approximately 3 a.m. Yeah. Um, and Probably, then, well, I mean, yeah, home, home, yeah. Home, home, yeah. And then waking up at a decent hour and getting drunk all day because <laughs> it's Drinker to Mayo again. Make sure you come and hang out with us on Sunday afternoon, May the 5th. Uh, we'll be doing Drinker the Mayo. The birthday boy will be here with us and hopefully doing refereeing. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, then I had to get up and go to work on Monday, which seems like the most awful mess of a weekend mm-hmm. I have ever put together for myself. I was trying to see if I could see like a building through my shirt. Yeah, I could see <laughs> I could see the lights of a building through your shirt right there. Yeah, oh, streetlights. So streetlights right in your chest. Ah, uh, funny. Um, but yeah, uh, so come and join us next Sunday. Uh, when we do uh, Drink It a Mile, uh, we will go see Avengers uh, Endgame before that, so don't spoil it for us, please. And we won't spoil it either. We yeah. won't. Of course, when we get one. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, we'll have to have Roberto make sure that we don't release any spoilers. <laughs> I'll make sure that he's quick on the mute button just in case. Yeah, yeah. Hey, just this is the like, only important button. Be like, hey, you remember that one part where Iron Man? I was <laughs> Oh, or, or, or. <laughs> Anything Avengers related. Those oh, are words. Yes. Those are words. That's a drink. I, and speaking of which, since it's going to be next week, we really should get uh, everybody out there to start yeah. sending in those words. Absolutely. So, 
That's an idea. Avengers could be some of the words or uh, anything from, we, uh, from we, the, the let, universe. Let's fill in again just for anybody who oh, might yeah, be course. joining us for the first time uh, or hasn't joined us since a drink in the bio. <laughs> um, basically, what, what we do is we have a normal podcast uh, and uh, people give us, uh, our listeners give us the suggestions of what we talk about and then certain words in relation to that conversation become uh, hot words, like drinking words. Yes. So every single time you say something, like say it's Avengers, and we're talking about, we're going to lead the conversation towards talking about the Avengers, but if I accidentally say it, then I have to take a shot of tequila. Yes. Um, and traditionally, drink, drank, drunk are like sort of the... So the the leg- legacy words for anyone who ever uh, lives on a college campus for any length of time. Uh, if you played Kings, uh, Ace was always make your own rule. Yeah, and the worst rule was you cannot say drink, drank, or drunk. Right, because you would immediately forget it. Mm. Uh, actually, second, maybe that's the second worst rule next to the little man. Did you ever have the little oh, man? Oh yeah, yeah. You got to take the little man off off the cup before you take a drink, yeah. and then remember to put him back up top. Uh, I hated the fucking little man. But uh, drink, drink, or drunk was uh, the other uh, second worst because you, the drunker you got, the more you wanted to talk about how drunk you were, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it sucked. So that's where it comes from. Uh, we're gonna try not to say the uh, forbidden words, and uh, we'll inevitably get drunk. Uh, go back and relive Drinker de Mayo 1 through 5. Uh, in 1, Corey let loose with a scream that uh, – or a sound, not really yeah. a scream, a sound that is inhuman and then proceeded to nearly die by alcohol poisoning. <laughs> um, if nothing else, just literally go to the video <laughs> and just watch my face like as I'm saying don't do this, like the, the don't do this at home video because yes. I look like I've literally died. Like my whole face is like gray and like my – there's like these black – I look like – who is that actor who was also like a – oh, God. I can't remember. Big, huge bags under his eyes. Mm. Uh, anyway. Abe Vigoda? Yeah, well, sure. <laughs> That'll work. He has bags, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, so check out the last five episodes. Join us for episode six next Sunday, uh, May the 5th. Um, and we'll not talk about Avengers spoilers. We'll not talk about Game of Thrones spoilers, uh, but maybe those will be the words. And make sure in the meantime you get us your suggestions. You can, of course, put those in at uh, many, many places, at Anthem on Twitter and Instagram, uh, Anthem here on Facebook, or you can send an email to Corey at OtheAnthem.com, uh, or <laughs> you can send him DMs basically anywhere, uh, including <laughs> in the comments section. Or OtheAnthem.com. If you don't want to oh, talk to me, that. you just want to... I forgot. You want I to send them to Rob personally. I don't know. Where does that go? Does that dump anywhere? It goes to a mailbox that you have access to online. I have not been checking that. <laughs> Maybe, uh, uh, did I ever tell you the story about the uh, inbox that we discovered after two years at work? No. Yeah, there's a link on our web our webpage, and uh, apparently it goes to an email box, and nobody knew. <laughs> nobody knew for two years. So when I found it, it had 7,000 unread emails in it, and uh, it gets about 100 a week. So <laughs> There was once uh, at when I was working at Nelson's where uh, I got a call from somebody, and they're just like, hey, I ordered sauces like a month ago, and I haven't gotten them yet. Are they on their way? Like This seems like it's a long time, and I'm like... I never got an email about this. Yeah. And then I went on to like PayPal, which is where like all the orders were like, uh, went to after they paid for them. And I looked and there were like 17 orders in the past month that I didn't fill. I'm like, Oh fuck. (laughs) (laughs) These were not, these were not sending through. And I was completely unaware that. Yeah. That'll happen. But by the way, how long are you going to sit for a month and not like you don't get a tracking number, you get nothing. You're like, eh, they'll send them to me. <laughs> Trusting people. Eventually it'll get yeah, here. Eventually I'll have it. At least that was in the day before like Amazon two day prime. Cause I feel like that's ruined like every business because of it. 
But wait, like, wait I, how have long? To, I have to wait seven to ten business days before I get this shit. You are out of your mind. You need to get back on Prime. What's up? I will drive to San Francisco and pick the thing up from your warehouse because I don't have time. Well, uh, yeah. So speaking of Avengers Endgame, uh, that will be for me the second. It is. Have you used your stubs? No, not yet. So uh, for Corey, it'll be maybe the first time of using our brand new AMC A-list, Stubbs A-list subscription. The worst name ever. I, I love the uh, the idea of the program is great. The name is terrible. Well, it, it uh, wait, which part of it? Which part of it is terrible? I think it's the fact that it's too many things all at once. Yeah, yeah. Like um, AMC is the company. So, yes. I mean, like it, what made it MoviePass so great is that you could just say like, oh, I'm going to go use MoviePass tonight on a, <laughs> to see Black Klansman or something, yeah. you know? Yep. And then uh, it wasn't like MoviePass Movie Club or something. It was, there wasn't a second part to it. Yeah. So they already have the Stubbs program as yes. part of like their loyalty program. Which, by but the way, then they have to differentiate between the different levels of Stubbs, which is where the A-list comes in. So yes. like the whole thing becomes AMC Stubbs A-list. And then you're just like... I also am very right. angry with AMC because I had like 40,000 points on my stubs that did not transfer when I upgraded to A-list. Um, now, to be fair, uh, we get free upgrades on drinks and soda, or uh, drinks and popcorn, and the, like one trip to the movies has now paid for the entire month. Yeah. Um, so I'm not that upset. It's still, it's a principle of the thing. Like, yeah, yeah, it yeah. was a lot of money to get those points at that time. And now, now I, you know, don't care as much. But um, nonetheless, uh, so we uh, have joined AMC A List. Uh, despite the fact that there are no AMC theaters downtown, uh, we are going to ride out to Burbank to go see uh, Avengers. You know, I, I, I would really like, and I think it would be convenient for both of us mm-hmm. if we wanted to like go see a movie after you got off work or something. Is do the one at Universal City Walk, and I do think uh, you could take the metro to the uh, station right across from Universal. Yes, the one the one caveat I would say is that we need to plan that ahead of time because I need to, you need to be like at the Western and Hollywood Station at like six. Yeah. So that I can join you and then we're at the theater at like 6:30 because the difference is getting back from Universal to downtown is going to be a bear at like 11 o'clock. Trains only run every half hour and they still stop and hold at every state. It, it's like a pain in the ass. So, yeah. um I would just really want to get there to like the seven o'clock movie so that we're yeah. out by like nine and all. And that's back. fine. I, I just yeah. I just think that you know like I would never go to that theater. Oh, and pay full price like for a ticket. Twenty-two dollars for a ticket. Fucking tourist. I thought it was more than that. Well, no, just for a regular two D. Oh yeah, 22. yeah, yeah. I mean, we now that we're A list subscribers, <laughs> we don't watch regular movies anymore. <laughs> Everything three D. Everything three D. <laughs> it's not, uh, sir. This is not even a three. I don't care. Put it in a three D movie. Charge me for three D anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not paying for I it. I want to see Shazam in three D. First of all, Shazam was a good movie. Pay more money. I want to pay more money for it. And by pay more money, I mean I want you to pay more money for it. <laughs> Which and then is- I want the glasses still. I still want to want- wear the glasses in the theater. <laughs> the glasses are the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Shazam is a good movie. Uh, you have no idea. So. Uh, all right. Well, you should fine. go see it. It's, uh, a, it's a fun experience at the movies. Ask uh, Jim. I'm sure Jim had a good experience at the movies with Shazam. I'll, I'll look into Jim's review. Yes. I, I, I just can't like... <sighs> DC, like, 
now that we're at the end of Avengers, and yes. again, no spoilers because I don't end, even know anything. We're not at the end of Avengers. Well, I mean, like we're at the end of this phase of Avengers. Phase four like, is done. Yeah. Yes, we're going into phase five. Which, by the way, we're at the end of phase three, going into phase four. Is it three to four? Yeah. Okay, but th- we already know that there are several movies out there. Black Panther two is coming. Yeah, Spider Man two is and coming. S- uh, some of the characters who are in this iteration of the of the uh, phase three are going on to phase four. Yeah, and some and of them, some people aren't. Some of them, uh, no spoilers because I have no idea, but. In the comic books, uh, the not the Hawkeye, fuck, uh, the dude with the wings, Falcon, yeah. becomes another character, and I think that's probably what they're going to do. Is going to they're going to look into the comic books and shift some people around into different mm. roles, and then anyway, not well, anyway, uh, look the, that up. It's fun. It's, uh, but the, DC just like uh, we got into the end of ten years of Marvel carefully crafting this whole thing to this point yes. where we can enjoy it, and like DC just constantly just like making one good movie and then one terrible movie and then one good movie and then one terrible movie. And then sometimes going like, yeah, well just like Christopher Nolan make three Batman movies and they're the best things that you've ever seen. And then they're not canon. (laughs) Yeah. But then like also like saying like, you know, like, Oh, let's just make Aquaman. And then like that being fucking terrible. First of all, uh, Aquaman was also great. Uh, you're a horrible person who just has to not like things. But uh, what I, I mean, like, I'm is, really excited about uh, Wonder the, Woman 84. N- well, not that as much as uh, the Joker. The new Joker movie. Yeah. Which also, not canon, by yeah, the way. It's just going to be like a one-off. But I'm saying yeah. like... Well, no, no. I would, he said, they said it might not be a one-off, but it will clearly not be canon with the It'll be more in building. the vein of the Nolan Batman yes. franchise yes. where it will stand alone from what they're building. But I'm saying like... Uh, if if you're if you have someone like Christopher Nolan who's willing to make some Batman movies, yeah, why not just make it so that you can set up the universe? Give give a oh. a great director the opportunity to just run free and like just stay within the general lines of what uh, Feige type for DC and sets up, and don't just try and shove it down our throats because Avengers, the first Avengers, took like six years to get to or something like that. Yeah. Five, six years to yeah. get to. And like, they Slow tried burn. to get justice league out like the next year. They, they did Batman, Superman, and then immediately tried to jam justice league down. Our yeah. By the course. way, uh, you didn't have to catch up to Avengers. <laughs> I would have preferred. Uh, yeah. Just I, I would, that these development cycles were off, but you know, well, I mean like, and you got a lot of people like specifically this weekend with, you know, big game of Thrones episode, yeah. big Avengers, you know, release like, yep. you know, there's, there's a lot of things that have been building to this moment for a lot of people. And I don't mind if these things are kind of spread out a little, like, you know, if next year would have been the justice league year or, to, or two years finally now. built up to that yeah. point, you know, like, but by the way, uh, no, but you man, have to have a good plan to begin with. And then the problem is if you have a really shitty plan, you, you kind of have to throw away the people who even, even the people who work in the shitty plan. Yeah, okay. So, so, I mean, like, you're getting rid of your Batman, you're getting rid of your Superman, but you got a Wonder Woman and Aquaman locked here we, down. Here, here's but then, a, it, like, when you go into, like, setting up for this whole thing, like, it just doesn't work anymore. Two things. Number one, uh, I don't remember the first point. Um, <laughs> Why not the second? And let's see if it, if it relates. Oh, uh, so the, what we just, the first point is that Roberto and I discussed this, and I, we are in agreement that uh, DC is really good at non Batman, non Superman movies. They're really good at those. I know you didn't, but I liked Suicide Squad. I liked Aquaman. I didn't even see Suicide Squad. Yeah. I liked Suicide Squad. I liked Aquaman. For see, everything I see about this Joker movie, I'm going to love that. Yeah. Um, I loved Wonder Woman. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think if there was another one. Uh, no, that's it, right? Yeah. That's think, basically it. Well, but I mean, like, they, the problem was that, like, they so many times they false started these things, too. Like, yeah. they made the, the Brandon Routh 
Superman movie oh. and then completely yeah. gave up on it. And then it was some other guy. And then it was now that movie was bad. And then it was good. And then they made Justice League. <laughs> then yeah. they made Batman vs Superman was bad. And then they made Justice League, which was worse. And then like it's just. I think like so, you, the, 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 the key component here is Feige. Feige and Marvel put it all together, put yeah. it all together and kept everybody mm. in line and was able to bring in great directors and let them do what they do. Like uh, to have Waikiki do the Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. Like and let him interject his own personality and stuff like that into it. Just made it like here's that much four better. points I need you to hit. And this is where I need you to be at the end. Yeah. Just do that. Um, and here, sit down with the sit down with the Russo brothers over lunch this weekend and talk about where where, where they're thinking be. about going with uh, yeah. Endgame and stuff like that. Yeah. And then you could just you could just <laughs> it would be great for all these other people. You know, you're meeting all the A list stars Hollywood has to offer. You're yeah, sitting down with other directors. You're part of this collaborative process rather than so just throwing f- shit against the wall and hoping it sticks. The like, first point that I forgot is Nolan set up a universe. By the way, yeah, he knew Christian Bale was out, and he knew he was out. But at the end of that third Batman movie, it the movie doesn't end with, but it's very closely ends with uh, one of our favorite actors, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, helping people onto a bus out of Gotham, and we find out that his real name is... Dick Grayson. Dick fucking Grayson. <laughs> and you're like, so clearly, clearly there's going to be another one, right? <laughs> like, he's so perfectly set this up. You can't just throw that away. Right? Like, <laughs> what are we going to do with this? But no, no. Then silence. Radio yeah. silence for six years, and then we get uh, Affleck as Batman. Which, by the way, you could have easily done. Age him up a little bit. Dick Grayson go- becomes Nightwing instead of Robin. Just skip that whole portion. And then you have old guy, who doesn't have to be Christian Bale. Because old Batman essentially was scary figure ahead who didn't fight people. Nightwing went out and actually fought people. Yeah. And... Batman was just like a figurehead. That was it. Or you make movies that are so good that the people who think that they were only going to sign up for like one or two of them decide to stick around for a decade. I like, know, I mean, like Christian Bale's not going to stick around. For oh, that. I know, but he's I'm saying like Robert Downey Jr. was oh, only yeah. supposed to do like two Iron Man movies and, and then like a, a couple in. guest appearances. And yeah. then all of a sudden they decided that they were going to do the deal where he like, you know, is the king of Marvel. And then he brought everyone else up with him too. Have you heard the story about uh, the character of Iron Man, by the way? No. Uh, it was a challenge to Stan Lee to write a character that everyone should hate, but for some reason they like. Hmm. And I'm like, if that does not describe Robert Downey Jr. playing Tony Stark in 2008, yeah. that's it. Like, wait, wait, you're giving have, this dude uh, another shot? We, we, all, we all owe a debt of gratitude to Jon Favreau, too, oh, yeah. for yeah. getting this whole thing Good started. Like, and then getting left behind. Because if completely. Iron Man was bad, then oh. we might not be here now. Like, yeah. They might have... have reverse course and figured out something completely different. So I know you'll disagree with this because you didn't like Aquaman, but you did like wonder woman. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and I do think you, would I mean, like, like I, you know, I liked what, uh, wonder woman, but I sort of also felt like that was setting up for something else. Yes. And then the thing that it set up for, which was justice league was so it was terrible. It was yeah. like, I was really excited when I saw wonder woman, when I went like left the theater, but now looking back on it, I'm just like, it's kind of broken because it, right. <laughs> So what we were discussing is how can the Brazilian soccer team was really great until they started eating each other. Like, <laughs> well, we, what Roberto and I discussed walking out of Shazam is how do you keep the good things about DC and lose the bad things? The bad things are Superman and Batman, and they've been focusing too much on Superman and Batman clearly, but they're integral to the story. So we need to find other stories to tell. I think that the Flash story is fantastic and has never been done. I think um, the other guy who's in Teen Titans who isn't actually, but they put in Justice League. Green. Um, no, no. no. Um, the uh, robot guy. 
Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, cyborg. Cyborg. Yeah. I think his story is great. And uh, what they were looking to set up in a cyborg movie, which apparently is not happening anymore, um, looked like a really good movie with the dad from Terminator and uh, the son who's like, he's trying to keep him alive and makes him say, I like that. So here's the thing. Uh, Wonder Woman and Aquaman are essentially immortal. They could live forever. Yeah. So why don't we just take the DC universe and say, let's forget everything that's going on right now. Superman is dead. Batman is a human. We're going to fast forward to 2119. And we're going to have the Wonder Woman we like and Aquaman and some guy becomes a new Batman that we like better. And we have Superman being dead, but we can have Supergirl or something else. And just like make a new Justice League and build it around Wonder Woman who everybody likes. Here's here's step one. And this is I mean, like when I when I say Feige is the answer, I'm saying this for a very specific reason. Uh, When uh, they uh, I can't even remember the fucking studio right now. Whatever studio released Star Wars. When they, Disney, I mean, I guess everything's owned by Disney now. <laughs> <laughs> Any movie you could just throw out Disney now, and there's a fifty percent chance you get it right. Yeah, uh, maybe. <laughs> no, but I mean, the, guess. Uh, uh, you know, they basically what happened was, you know, they said like, all right, we want to relaunch Star Trek. Like, it's it's not oh Star Trek or oh, Star I'm sorry, Wars. Star Trek. Yeah, Star Trek was Warner yeah. Brothers. Yeah, uh, I, we want to relaunch Star Trek. Uh, so what we're going to do is we're going to give JJ Abrams like complete autonomy to just start this thing up. Yeah. And then whenever JJ is done directing these things, he will pass it on to somebody he thinks is worthy of continuing on with this thing. And you, you basically say like, Hey, JJ Abrams, here's the keys to star Trek. Have fun. Yep. The problem with it. And this is the type of thing that like you, you don't notice until you like start making movies and you start getting notes from people and then, like, you have to, like, walk up to the to your crew or the people who are helping making these decisions. It's like, all right, so they want the villain to make an appearance 20 minutes later in this movie because we haven't seen him for enough time. Yeah. So now we have to write a new scene that makes sense in the story that we already had, but maybe it adds something, but the villain comes in, and now we have a fight scene. Yeah. And then, like, everyone's, like, looking at each other. It's like... We have a locked script. We have like we have the days planned. We know like what we're going to be shooting on each individual day. And now we're going to write a new scene that may or may not fit with the entire movie that we just wrote. And like, you know, the the there's going to be 15 suits like lined up against the back wall, like yeah. watching us do it. Like just like passing notes yeah, to just the like, camera. Yeah. Just like if you're at work and you're at your desk and you're just like sending out emails and your boss is just like sitting there looking over your shoulder Going like, oh, I would, don't know if I would have responded to that email. That like, get the fuck out of my back. Like, <laughs> let me just give it to somebody you trust. Yeah, and then let them go. Like, let them do it. You know, just make make a king offer to somebody to run DC. Yeah, like to be the person in charge, much like Feige was. I was gonna say, and then, I, I still think that they should say, "Hey, Kevin, how much are they paying you? We will pay you more." Just and come then over if here. shit goes wrong, just like get rid of the person. Like. Marvel is none the worse for Ed Norton leaving and Ruffalo coming in. Nope. And uh, it was weird for a minute. Like the first time you see Ruffalo and they're acting like he's been in all these movies before. Yes. (laughs) But you get over it pretty quick. You're just like, you know, five minutes after you see it, you're just like, well, it's Hulk. I just, (laughs) I I feel like was Jennifer Connelly in the first one? No, it was, uh, well, there was also a, uh, Terrence Howard and, uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. No, it wasn't. Oh, um, no shit, you're right. Terrence Howard, uh, and who plays him now? Um, <sighs> dang, I, uh, War Machine though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck. 
Cheadle. Fuck. Yes, Don, Don Cheadle. Cheadle. Um, also, let's act like that didn't happen. <laughs> But like, again, couldn't remember the name of the game. Again, to be fair, There's though, 37 people who were in this goddamn, like 37 stars who were in this goddamn movie. I but, can forget but the first Iron Man, on. they were planning that to be a one-off movie. They're yeah. like, all right, we got Downey, we got him locked for three because we know uh, yeah. he's cheap. And uh, Terrence Howard, you just did Hustle and Bryson, Flow. You just did Hustle and Flow. So uh, we're going to get you for one movie as this sidekick character. <laughs> We'd really like you to get in. By the way, if you're Terrence Howard, how much are you just like, what the fuck? <laughs> I could have the number one movie franchise yeah. and one of the number one shows on television yeah. right now at the same time. Oh, Terrence. <laughs> oh, Terrence. Oh, wait, maybe he no. just didn't want to, like, maybe he was like, the superhero thing ain't going to fucking last. Probably so. I know. <laughs> we're going to release, release fucking Iron Man 3 and it's going to be terrible and they're never going to make another superhero movie again. I mean, like, so here's the other thing, too. Like, uh, I, I saw a tweet about this uh, over the weekend because it was the anniversary of Sony buying the rights to Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah. And it's when Marvel was in really dire financial straits and they were selling off movie rights. Yeah. And, uh, the first offer to Sony was for the entire Marvel catalog. Yep. Uh, of all the superheroes for $25 million or something like that. And they were just like, well, eh. we don't, <laughs> a, we don't really want to be spending that kind of money. Yeah. And honestly, all we really want is Spider-Man because none of these superheroes are going to work. Nobody's going to want to see an Iron Man movie. Nobody's going to want to see, you know, like Hulk also, or any of the, like none of these have worked. So they sold off Spider-Man to Sony and then they sold off X-Men to Fox. Yeah. And, uh, and there's a couple heroes involved in both. It was Spider-Man plus his universe, basically. Right. And, and it was delineated. And it, like it was, was X-Men plus their universe, which is why like. Deadpool's the, there. Or like why the. Uh, uh, Dark Phoenix? Uh, Fantastic Four. Oh, Fantastic yeah. Four. Yeah. Because that's sort of tied into the X-Men universe in a way. Silver Surfer yeah. ties that all together. Yeah. But no, yeah. Uh, and uh, how much are they? Uh, well, and to be I mean, fair. You could, it's like uh, all those times where it's just like, you know, like Blockbuster could have bought Netflix for $5 million. They literally came to that. Like, no, see, and, and again, that was a like And they a looked at it and they're just like, this isn't going to fucking work. Why, they, why they, would anybody want this service? They came to them and said they wanted $25 million or something it, that was high. Now we would laugh yeah. at it, but they're like, $25 million for what? Your internet streaming movie service? <laughs> it's like uh, back in the day when you used to hear about like uh, uh, Barry Bonds just signed a contract with the San Francisco Giants. He's going to get paid $5 million this season. And you're just like, what? $5 million for a baseball player? Oh my God. For, fast forward 30 years and you're just like, Aaron Judge today signed a contract extension, $45 million a season. You're just like, mm. Mm. but uh, more importantly, um, well, oh, here's my point. Uh, yeah. 1992 is when they, Marvel made that deal with Sony. Yeah. And the problem was you couldn't have done Iron Man then. You couldn't have done the Hulk then. No. You couldn't have done a very good Thor then because filmmaking had not made it to the point where you could have a Robert Downey Jr. sit in a black room with this like facial capture for seven hours and just do his parts of like – yeah. But the, I mean, like, uh, yeah. part of the problem is that, like, uh, going back to my point with DC, is there's too many fucking suits in the room. Oh, like, that, I mean, that's and true I'm, too. I'm not saying that the, you know the executive board of Warner Brothers doesn't deserve to have a place of say in the movie that they're financing and making and releasing. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying that, like, this only it works so much better. Any boss will tell you if you just give your employees a task and let, let them, them do win. it. Yep. Just leave them alone, and then 
every once in a while check in just to make sure things went the way they were supposed to. And if there was a problem, say like, Hey, I didn't, this didn't happen the way I wanted it to. What happened? Or you're like, what, why didn't, what didn't make the transition? Yeah. And then you just like slowly make people better. And that's the way you, you get results. You don't get results by like micromanaging every little decision. Yeah. And you can feel five executives standing behind, uh, Josh Trank as he makes. Yeah, um, or like, you know, <laughs> like, you know, at Aquaman, you can just get, like, they might as well have the executives as extras in the movie riding seahorses. Aquaman was fine. It was a good movie. Shouldn't he be shirtless? He's really good looking. Anyway. So I, I even, this is not even a topic I brought up. I brought this up to mention the fact <laughs> that we were, we, I got an email about Cinemia. Yeah, and I was we were at the point I was trying to convince you two to sign up for Cinema as well, uh, and you said, you know what, I don't really know about this lawsuit deal. We should check that out more. So, in order to calm your nerves, because the frow lines were up in, in arms <laughs> about it, I went on a deep dive and tried to figure out the uh, lawsuit deal. Mm. And then I said, you know what, it doesn't look like the lawsuit's a problem, but <laughs> I hear it's some rumblings. essentially movie best. <laughs> I hear some rumblings. Let's look into this a little bit more. Uh, and then we decided that maybe the risk was a little too high, especially because we had to pay for a year up front. Yeah. And uh, hey. And then um, you're just like, I'll see fucking 12 movies in a week and then it'll be I'll be fine. fine and I'll have paid for it you anyway. Know? Yeah. Um, and then less than a week later. Well, and then so <laughs> instead we decided to go with AMC Stubbs A-List and uh, that has worked out well thus far. I've seen a movie. We got tickets for Endgame and uh, honestly, we'll probably see a movie this week before we even go to Endgame and, at the yeah, end. Yeah. And I mean, like, you know, we're, we're getting to see it in the Dolby Cinema yeah. Theater, like which I'm really excited about. Another thing that I probably wouldn't have paid for, other than the fact that like it's essentially free with my membership here. And we can cancel after three months uh, when Alamo opens in downtown LA. <laughs> oh, I hold on. Okay. Don't don't just I'm air quoting it. Don't just air quote it because yeah. I actually saw a post today on the Alamo Draft House Los Angeles Facebook page mm-hmm. saying that they're beginning the process of hiring people. First update, which means that first update uh, on that page in nine years. <laughs> they updated a lot just with other like LMO, <laughs> other LMO corporate things. <laughs> yes. So I mean, listen, Heather's was released on this day, and <laughs> yeah, Alamo. Uh, if Alamo offers a similar thing and it's five blocks from us, yeah, they, I would do that. They will, but I don't know if it will be. Day one. Yeah, that'll be the thing. Yeah. Um, anyway, so we were we decided to go with AMC over Cinemia, and less than 48 <laughs> hours later, Cinemia announced that they would no longer be offering their service. Yeah. And by the way, In the United paid, States, yeah. if you paid for it, no refund. Sorry about <laughs> your luck. So <laughs> dodged a bullet on yeah. that one. Oh, uh, man. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Glad, glad that we didn't do that. Yeah. Anyway, so that's why I brought it up, and then we went on an adventure here with the uh, with the. Uh, well, Avengers, I mean, it, it's but. in the news, so I, I feel like it's good that we talked a little superhero. And I, I state, do want, oh, state of the superhero universe. Speaking of superheroes, I do want to touch on one thing before we get off of movies here, which is John Singleton. Yep, passed away today, uh, and we never did look up his. Um, his uh, what you call it? Not his biography, but um, IMDb. Yeah, his IMDb page. But like, by the way, I checked my IMDb earlier, and I'm at a new high. Oh, on my uh, pro ranking. You went to IMDb and immediately pulled up your page. Uh, I'm trying to talk about a man who changed the movie industry, and you are focusing on your own page. No, I get I was, it. It's I was fine. just saying, I was excited about it. I'm in the top 147,000 people in Hollywood. <laughs> people in Hollywood. Uh, so. 
I mean, I'm basically Harvey Weinstein at this point. Like, really? <laughs> I, okay, that's that's what you want to go with. Sure. Um, but no, uh, Boys in the Hood is obviously probably his most well-known uh, movie. Yeah. And that was in 91. I definitely didn't see it in 91 because my parents would never have let me see it in 91. But I probably saw it in like 95 or 96. And uh, I'm pretty sure I saw it like on TV or DVD at some point. Late. I didn't see it at the time either. Yeah, yeah. But um, just it was like, oh, wait, this is a whole different thing than what I've seen everywhere else. This is mm-hmm. a different kind of story, and it's also like looks very different. It's a whole different thing. Um, and it's it maybe the first time that uh, I experienced that kind of that, like it, it doesn't all have to be popcorn and, uh, you know, uh, the same bullshit over and over again. And um, I'm looking at like just there. I, I'm seeing like. Fucking poetic justice. I forgot he did poetic justice. Rosewood like, too. Jesus Christ. Like and you were talking outside about Too Fast, Too Furious, yeah. which arguably is the best of that <laughs> franchise of movies. Working for white people after watching Rosewood. <laughs> is that immortal technique? Yeah. Did you just throw an immortal <laughs> technique? Good lord. Uh, uh, who would have thought? Um he did Michael Jackson's movie. Uh <laughs> let me hang on. That was just a remember the time music video. No, no, he also did, yeah, he also did, like, the, the uh, his what, Greatest Hits thing or something. Mm. Um, that was just the music video inside of the... History, yeah. yeah. He did the history music video. Um, apparently, American Crime Story? Yeah, he did the uh, race card episode of the OJ, People vs. OJ. And episode yeah. a billion? Like, yeah. Literally did anything. Literally did everything. Anything and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, an amazing, an amazing um, back catalog, if you will. Yeah, I... I, I think that uh, the point I was making outside before we started this was that he came up at just the right time. And, like, sometimes that is all – like, obviously, he's incredibly talented and, like, amazing and, you know, well-respected and everything like that. But the, you can't sometimes beat the the combination of talent and perfect timing, yep. Yep. which, like, helped him so much of, like – just, like, Boys in the Hood at that exact moment just hit, like – exactly the way it was supposed to. So I don't know. And, and I think we'll be, we'll be looking back on him a lot more. I mean, like the, I think film people really knew who he was. I don't know if he ever like really broke, you know, I don't know if, uh, like my mom would know him by name kind of thing. Yeah. But like, I feel like later on we're going to start thinking about him a lot, (laughs) a lot better and stuff like that. And I said that one of the things that he did, um, was to say, hey, I'm going to put talented people around me, and then I'm going to promote those talented people. It's not yeah. about me making more movies. It's about we making more movies. It was about rising together and yeah. stuff like that. So uh, one thing, one of the, my favorite uh, posts about this has been Ice Cube's tweet, where he was just like, you know, uh, John Singleton found me, um, found me, and turned me into a movie star and helped me become a director. And then was an inspiration as a director for my entire life. And yeah. it was a picture of him and John at Cannes in 1990. And just like, you see these two young guys and, uh, John in that picture does not look like it, but he is clearly like, or he's not clear. He, he was at that time, like far above where ice cube was at that time, mm. but trying to bring everybody up. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think three people from Boys in the Hood went on to, like, do more greater acting or directing things. And every – if it seems like every – I mean, he worked with Tupac. Wasn't Tupac in Poetic Justice? That's yeah. when he was in with yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Janet Jackson. Mm-hmm. Janet Jackson and Tupac in a movie called Poetic Justice. Like, yeah. 
in 92 when nobody really knew who Tupac was except for people who were like really into the rap scene. Like, yeah. And I still maintain that too fast, too furious is the best fast and the furious movie. Yeah. So anyway, uh, sad day. Uh, he was, uh, he had a stroke a couple of days ago and it was family. a couple of weeks ago. Was it weeks? Yeah. It was, uh, April 17th. He had a stroke and then, uh, he was in a coma Yeah, and I think they just sort of realized that it wasn't, that this wasn't going to turn around. Yeah. So, uh, I think they like stop, not like pulled the plug, but there was something else. They like another way of describing, like they allowed it. I don't remember how they exactly worded it, but yeah, it was, uh, they removed assistance, the assistance machine yeah. or something, but I can't remember what the, uh, anyway, yeah. nonetheless, yeah. uh, sad day for, for people in the industry and young, he was a young guy to have a stroke. And, 51. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so it's very sad, and uh, a, the industry is is lost. Uh, is a little a little less uh, a little less diverse, clearly, and uh, a, a little. Well, less, I mean, uh, I, I I was also pointing this out. Like black directors, sort of like it, it's there was Spike for a while was like the first really huge black director to yeah. like break, but Spike is very divisive as well. Like there was there was a feeling amongst the white movie going populace that black, uh, that Spike Lee was making movies like only for him, only for him and only for black people. Yeah. And like, it was kind of like, even though Spike was trying to promote like everyone being able to see what he was doing, he got typecast into just being a black director per se, but he kind of leaned Singleton, into it too. Singleton, he did. Yeah. No, he definitely did. And Singleton did as well. He definitely leaned into it as well, but he broke a little, like, it was. I, I was making that Jackie Robinson example. Like you know, Spike had to be the one who took all the all the shit up at the front. Yeah. And then when great directors followed, that kind of like it it helped open the path for other people to come. Yeah. And there's a direct line you can make from you know Spike to John Singleton to uh, like a uh, um, Coogler today or something like that. You know, like. Yeah. The way that this has gone, and it, it's just a really sad day. I, I enjoyed John a lot. Yeah. So. Um, and uh, I guess sad, somewhat sad news, especially for fans, uh, but good news in a way as well. Uh, next week, we'll be able to talk about certainly probably the thing that Corey buys this week, which is, um, oh, no, I guess it'll be two weeks from now. Yeah. Uh, Prince. Has a new uh, album coming out. Add it on Spotify. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Prince, I don't buy anything. No, no, I don't think it'll be on Spotify. Oh, really? I think it'll be on Apple Music only. So uh, you'll have to actually buy it. Or I'll just not listen to it until it's released on Spotify. You heard it here, Estate. Make sure you put it on Spotify. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, Prince has a new album out called Originals, or will have a new album out called yeah. Originals, uh, which is an interesting concept, I think. Um, basically, for people who didn't know, um, Prince wrote music, wrote songs for a lot of people. Prince was outrageously pernicious. Yes. And like being able to create movie. Ooh. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> a little stuff. slow on the thing. Yeah. Uh, oh, it'll be title. Who the fuck is title? Oh, titles, Jay Z's thing. Yeah, I know. But I'm saying like, who the fuck actually has title? Uh, only people who have Jay Z. Like <laughs> Jay Z. And Beyonce. And Beyonce. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so uh, it'll be available for streaming shortly. There's after. a lot of these that people would know. Like, uh, uh, obviously, Sex Shooter and Jungle Love, those were both in uh, uh, Purple Rain. Mm-hmm. And every single thing that's in Purple Rain was written by Prince. Yeah. And then Nothing Compares to You is obviously another well-known one. Um, and Manic Monday, uh, those are the ones that are, are were the biggest hits. For outside. other people. Yeah. For other people. Yeah. 
And uh, they came for Prince, and now they're releasing the uh, the versions he recorded. Right. And I've heard so. the the original Prince version of uh, Nothing Compares to You, and yeah. it's it's a really great song. It's it's very more. Uh, Sinead made it more of like a ballad. Yeah. And it was more of like a a softer, like uh, croonier song, I guess, when Prince did it. So, but you know, I, I'm uh, all for more Prince. I, I don't imagine that Prince would be overly excited about how <laughs> he's being marketed in this new digital Probably, age. Yeah. But uh, I mean, seeing as like when he was alive, just a couple years ago, he was very upset. If you put a uh, anything of his on YouTube or something yeah. like that, uh, just God remember, forbid. Prince fans. Uh, although Corey may ask you to, don't post it on YouTube or anywhere public because Prince would not like that. <laughs> Pay for your music, yeah. And the artist formerly known as Prince would certainly, definitely not like you to do that. So <laughs> it's um, such a different world too. Like, yeah. <laughs> Good God. I mean, like <sighs> you know, you're really fucking talented when you. Do the all the shit that he pulled with God? Who was it? Uh, was he with Sony before? Uh, EMI. Originally, like when when he did the slave on his face yep. and the, yep. the artist formerly known as and everything. Yep. Yeah, EMI like, is like the worst fucking company. They're the ones who uh, fucked over uh, Thirty Seconds of Mars too. Like every mm. bad story. Oh, and uh, Queen. By the way, if you've seen Bohemian Rhapsody, yeah. Um, any shitty story you've heard is like 50-50 shot. It was EMI. There, there's, there used to be a lot more record labels, but you're like, so just guess EMI. You might get it right. Yeah, I yeah, know. yeah. Uh, I just, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I think that uh, if any other artist tried to do that shit where it's just like <laughs> Warner Brothers treating me like a slave, like you just never hear about them ever again. No, yeah, they're <laughs> just, yeah, sorry about it. <laughs> Where'd he go? Uh, wherever Michael Richards lives nowadays. Ooh. <laughs> mm. Oh, Michael Richards. Wasn't Michael Richards at the comedy club at the casino we stayed at one time in Las, Las Vegas? Oh, I don't know. Maybe. I feel like it was like it was like the Ha Ha Hut in the basement <laughs> of uh, the MGM or something like that. I'm like, circus, circus. Does that, does that sound like Michael Richards? <laughs> Is he playing Vegas now? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he's gotten past it. I don't think he did. I don't think he'd be. He's just playing any place that will take him at this point. Um, anyway, so uh, new Prince music. Keep an eye out for that. <laughs> playing at this new place called Proud Boys. Oh, <laughs> mm, too soon. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, I did want to touch. We heard, we were like a little long on time now, but I wanted to talk. Probably because we spent like 30 minutes right in the, <laughs> talking about Avengers. Right in the start talking about Avengers. Hey, you know what? It happens. Um, <laughs> but I want to talk a little bit about the changes in the presidential race. Uh, last week, we didn't talk much about the race because marijuana. Uh, but, uh, just to kind of catch you up on some things that have happened in the last two weeks, uh, biggest news, Joe Biden officially in the race running for president, Corey, good news, bad news for who? <laughs> I don't know. Let's hear, <laughs> let's hear your take. Uh, I mean, uh, good news for Joe Biden. He's running. running sure. For I mean, he's running for president again. Yeah. And I assume fourth, he's fourth going decade that he'll be doing. I that. assume he's going to do better than he did the first three times he tried. I would assume. Um, yeah. although wait, the third time went really well. He was a top contender in the end. But he didn't win a state. He didn't win a single... Yeah, he was still a contender. <laughs> he was a contender, kid. He was being talked about in the news with the people who actually won states. Yeah. <laughs> and he got the uh, nomination as vice president. I don't know. I, like, honestly, I, I feel like Joe's... I, I think he could beat Trump. I think that people generally like Joe. I think that he has a chance of possibly finding that center and left side of the party to a degree. Mm. Cause I feel like 
if Joe won the primary, then you know there would be a certain number of people who support candidates and won't break away. Like yep. you know, like if if Mayor Pete won the Democratic nomination, you'd probably vote in the general election for him. I am not going to vote. You are more than likely. You would be more I likely to vote, vote for Mayor Pete. Yes, if I won. may actually go register and vote. Yeah. But I I'm saying, like, if Joe, if Joe won the primary and became the, you wouldn't do anything to. Yeah. I mean, it's not like your vote matters either way in yeah. Maryland or California. But I mean, like, yeah. you know, I I think there's there's something to be said about uh, Joe possibly being able to win if he can get past the the primary. But I also don't think that Joe is the best example of what the Democrats should be. But no. I don't think the Democrats know what they should be doing right now. So. Let me uh, propose something that I, I saw on Twitter this week. Mm-hmm. Is there a chance that Joe knows he can't win and doesn't actually want to win, but that the party is seeing Bernie run kind of unopposed, as it were, and saw that Joe was polling high, and they want to make sure that the party doesn't end up too far to the left? See, but I, I think that the party, even when they put their hands on the scales. Yeah. They usually wait a little bit into the process before they do that. Like, uh, it wasn't until we were actually looking at like the Iowa caucuses where the DNC was really trying to like push the scales for Hillary. Like there had already been a little bit of lead up. These are our candidates. We're only really having to decide between these five people. And of these five people, Hillary is the best of the party. So that's where we're going. And it looks like there's support. Lessons learned though. You, if you start earlier, you have to lean less by the time you get to Iowa. I mean, I think, you know, they'll, they'll have a debate at some point later this summer with a bunch of candidates and, (laughs) It'll 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 start clearing itself out, you know, and we'll figure out whether or not <clears throat> Joe has it to to win. But I mean, I, I would vote for Biden over Trump, but I don't want it to necessarily come to that. I guess is my my view of yeah, it. Then you we're know? back like, in 2016 again. It's like I got to hold my nose and vote for somebody that I don't. I mean, believe it's, in. I I don't necessarily think of it as a holding my nose. I like to me, Biden is like a. Uh, Biden's like the Trey Mancini of presidential candidates. You know, he's not going to do anything fancy or special. Uh, he won't apologize for uh, berating a rape victim or a no, abuse I, victim I, on. And the listen, stand. Joe Joe has uh, Joe has a very complicated history because mm-hmm. he's been in politics for so long and yep. he's gone through so many different levels of this. But uh, I'm he saying, won't like, apologize for incarcerating. A, I'm saying a he's not. He there's no way Joe Biden at the end if he won if he became president. I I don't foresee a world where Joe Biden is like. You know, they're finding room on Mount Rushmore for him. You no. know what I'm saying? He's like a he's like a B possible president. Like yeah, a B listen, level he's, president. He's a glass of water to cleanse our palate after the Trump years. Yeah. And then we'll get back to real politics. But I don't it, like I just don't the, the the other part of this too is that I kinda want somebody who will go in and go like, All right, a lot of things fucking crumbled around us when we allowed Trump to be president for four yeah. years. So we're going to sure up some of this shit real quick before somebody else comes along. Yeah. And I don't know if Joe's. I, I think Joe wants to keep the status quo where yes. it is, and he doesn't want to change shit. And we're just going to end up in the same fucking situation again in when Kanye West runs for president. Oh, Jesus Christ, as a Republican, and somehow still doesn't lose any support whatsoever. Well, I uh, I certainly hope that Joe drops out before the end. Uh, I don't want him to be in there because I do think he's a spoiler more than anything else. Um, 
He doesn't deserve the presidency. Uh, he never deserved the presidency. The only thing good he did was lend his national security credence to uh, a possible change candidate from Chicago, who then turned I out mean, to not be a change candidate. I, th- I think that I think that Joe Biden was a great vice president. Oh no, he was good because I think I think that he he was able to find a place where he could be sort of like the the trusted ear to a inexperienced Obama, and you gave know? Him, gave him plenty of opportunities to put his hands on the shoulders and whisper yeah. in the uh, ears of many Again, uh, I, 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 don't think, I don't think Biden is a great candidate. Yeah. I wouldn't be happy to be voting for him. But I'm saying, like, if the, if the whole conversation is a Democrat or Trump, yeah. and the Democrat that you have to choose from is Biden, then... Yes, I guess I will. I will go for Biden. I think that uh, he. Has I mean, a, honestly, I'll probably vote third party still anyway because literally matter. California doesn't matter. Yeah. So I mean, if there's a compelling third party who might be able to get to five percent, I'll sure. just throw it away on that. Uh, I think that Joe has the same problem that Bernie has, which is uh, a little bit of condescension towards millennials, and uh, not a little bit, a lot of bit of condescension towards millennials. Uh, if you've seen the video of Bernie this week, where uh, he once again touted that he had marched with Martin Luther King, and a bunch of people booed him, and he said. Apparently you have no idea how millennials operate because that is about the worst thing you could have done to just tell them to shut up while you finish your point. Yeah, yeah. Um, And I think it's going to be a lot of that. Um, I am looking at Elizabeth Warren now. I mean, first of all, Pete Buttigieg is the guy who should be president of the United States. He's a fucking Aaron Sorkin character, (laughs) and it doesn't make sense. Did you see his uh, campaign video where he did a walk and talk? Yeah. I don't know. He's not. A, he's not a real human being. Uh, I feel like uh, there's an episode of Futurama. There, there, I think there was a quote from somebody who was just like, "If uh, Sorkin had writ wrote Pete Buttigieg into West Wing, then yeah. people would be like, no, this guy isn't real. He's the, too idealistic.' The, <laughs> too- uh, the network would never have let that episode go on because this is like, too they fake. Do this. Yes. Not- yeah. Uh, listen, uh, Aaron, we give you a lot of leeway, but this guy <laughs> is too far. It's a bridge too far. Seeing as Bartlett was basically Kennedy plus <laughs> FDR. Times yeah. 15. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I'm down with Pete Buttigieg, and I think that in a real world, in a good world where things were all equal, he would be the front runner, and he would be on I mean, his way to the White House. But. Right now, really, all I want is I just want to uh, – there's a couple of people that I feel like I probably won't vote for. But at this point, nobody has completely lost the potential right. of being of, of me voting for them. And I just want to see some debates. I want to see how things go. I want to see if like what kind of speed bumps come up along the way and how they deal with them. And then I'm going to make a decision based off of how well the uh, policy platform of the candidates are, yeah. how likely I think that they would be to get any of these things passed, yeah. and just generally speaking, whether or not I feel like I can trust them to do the right thing when something that I can't foresee happens. Yes. Like that, you know, like when, when uh, for the, for anyone who ever criticized George W. Bush prior to nine 11, people were just like, all right, well, we can run off the clock on this. It's yeah. like, he doesn't really know what the fuck he's doing, but he's not really hurting anything. Also, and then all of a sudden nine 11 comes and then he becomes the person that we're leaning on. And yeah. that was it. Like, the support for him went way up and then went way down once they realized that how badly he fucked things up. But, but I mean, like he ran as a, also as a compassionate conservative, which was like a middle of the road Republican. And people were saying, is this a change in the Republican Party? We he, don't have to be so extreme religious. We're in the middle. But it, he no. was he was to the right of his father, but not by not like some of the Republicans are to the right yeah. of him now. I mean, yeah, like, yeah. 
it, at the time, it felt like this like new conservative movement, like where it was. They were trying to address Clintonism. They were like, I mean, he was McConnell. I mean, yeah, yeah. W was McConnell in terms of like how how to the right he is, and like people were just like, oh, look at this scary, scary new push to the right. You never knew that like fucking Steve King was coming. Yeah, <laughs> coming out of Didn't nowhere. Know actual Nazis, actual <laughs> Nazis are going to be elected. Literal very Nazis soon. are yeah. going to be candidates. But uh, I'm looking forward to the debates too because I think uh, Elizabeth Warren is going to mop the floor. See, but the pro- like I I I think that if if all the candidates were just their their policy platforms and nothing else, yep. then I think Elizabeth Warren would be running away with this thing like crazy. But mm-hmm. the problem is that people just don't like Elizabeth Warren. And I don't I really don't know if it's the woman thing or I really don't know I, if it's just it like is 100% the woman thing. That's I mean, it. like, I, I, I don't think it's a hundred percent the woman. Thing. I, I think it's, I, I think it's uh, a solid, probably sixty to seventy percent of it's the woman thing. Yeah, but I think there's people who would hypothetically vote for a woman candidate who won't vote for Elizabeth Warren. Maybe. And what what's causing those that percentage of people to do what they're all I'm saying is, uh, can we at some point in this election stop talking about old white men and start talking about I don't know young gay men? women and people of color as yeah. actual candidate choices. Because as long as Joe and Bernie are in this election, it's going to be like, which old white man should we choose to be <laughs> our representative? And they just need to drop out so that we can get somebody else in. And again, I don't care who it is. I, I like several of the candidates, Pete Buttigieg and number one and Elizabeth Warren number two right at this point. But uh, again, I'm not going to vote. So maybe I'm not the one that you should be convincing. Yeah. Um, taking it a little bit closer to home though, uh, let's uh, take a moment and uh, we can take a stroll on down to the Baltimore corner. Where you get the straight dope. Yeah. So, um, real quickly, uh, big news out of Baltimore. Uh, we have a corrupt mayor. Huh. <laughs> For a change. <laughs> Hold on a second. Let me get the breaking news. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, this week, uh, news broke as the FBI executed search warrants on Catherine Harris's, Catherine, Catherine Pugh's <laughs> home. And then her other home that's right around the corner from it, and her office at City Hall, and another office that's downtown, um, and basically took everything, uh, phones always, and files. I always like when someone runs is like, I'm a person, uh, you know, like, I'm, I'm like you, I, I'm just a normal person, and then you find out that I have two homes. In and the like same roll, neighborhood? Roland Park, Yeah, in homes. the same neighborhood. Um, huh. <laughs> you have two multi-million dollar homes. That's... Also, real, seems like a lot for a public servant. <laughs> really funny thing when the BPD decides they're going to go square off with the FBI and yeah. like we're going to go park and intimidate these guys, and like the FBI comes out of the house like, "What's up? What's up, bro? <laughs> what are you going to do? You get, if you're feeling froggy, let's do this right now. Let's do this right now." <laughs> I, all, all I do is I keep like thinking back to when this story first dropped and we were talking about it. <laughs> Just apologize. It was like, this is this, like Catherine Pugh is like the fucking epitome of the cover up is worse than the crime. Yep. Like her, like this whole process of just being like, shut up. I know what I'm doing. Like this isn't such a big deal. And it's just like, maybe I overstepped my bounds a little bit. And then now I got to have pneumonia for a couple weeks. Yeah. And then like the other thing too is like her lawyer, like had a press conference after they raided yeah, like the homes his, his, and like, his and he office. Was, by he the way, was in the, he went in to talk to her, and then he came out, and it's just like, "What is Pew saying about resigning?" And it's just like, 
she's not really in a place mentally to be making these kind of decisions at the moment. It's just like, motherfucker, she's the mayor. She's running <laughs> the city. What are you talking about, man? Like, uh, or not running I, the city I, right I mean, now, like, I, I know that Jack Young is in charge right now, but at the same time, like, you are the mayor. Yeah, like, yeah. how do you? How do you not understand? There's no way Catherine Pugh doesn't have any comprehension of what she, like, why people are mad. Like, just like they want you to resign. It's like, for what? (laughs) For stealing a little money, for giving some contracts, really? Walking into Ralph Northam's office and just being like, people are really upset about all this stuff that you're, all this blackface stuff. It's just like, Really? I didn't expect that to happen. Why would they be upset? Like, honestly, God, if Pew would have come out just day one and just been like, listen, I definitely probably did something that I shouldn't have. Uh, My lawyer looked it all over and he said it wasn't illegal, but it wasn't in good form. And for that reason, I'm going to write a check for the full amount. Full amount that I got paid. I'm going to sell my second home. I'm going to I'm going to donate this to charity, and uh, we will we will move forward as a city. And I'm sorry. Like if that would have happened up front, then all these other things that just like add to the snowball rolling down the hill wouldn't have happened. Yeah. But she's just like defiant and like, no, fuck you. I'm the mayor. Nobody can take me down. Like it's not like I got some gift cards. All right. (laughs) It was hundreds of thousands of dollars. I mean, like honestly, at this point, she's. Like it, it, it's it's so perfectly clear to me that she is using the "I'm not resigning" thing as leverage for not getting charged yeah. with like yeah. a crime. Like she's gonna the, the same thing that happened with fucking Agnew, mm-hmm. uh, where he was just like, "Listen, I'll resign the presidency or the vice presidency quietly, and we won't press charges." Actually, I got some stuff back in Maryland. Yeah. Yeah. Not looking so hot. What yeah. I'd really like you to do yeah. is to give me blanket immunity for everything, and yeah. then I will resign. <laughs> What was the podcast that you were listening to that was about that? Uh, the Bagman. There you go. Yeah, uh, everybody should listen to that. I listened yeah. to the, like part of the first episode, and I was like, I feel like this. Rachel is be Maddow. An it was Rachel Maddow who hosted yeah. that thing. Um, she is uh, so much better in a podcast format because I don't have to actually like look at her making these points <laughs> slowly. Like, also, there's no build to commercial, so she's not like, uh, all right, and we're gonna dive right into those documents. Right after this. <laughs> she's just going to tell you. She's yeah. just going to tell you what it is. She's just yeah. going to get there. And I will say, I don't know that I knew it was Rachel Maddow now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah. Like, I listened to it. I listened to, like, a little bit of the first episode, and I was like, oh, this is, I got to find, like, a couple of days where I can just, like, dive into this and yeah. listen. It's not the kind of thing I can do while I'm working, which is right. what I do for most of the podcasts I have now. But I always hate when, like, I, I, I turn on a podcast to something I really want to, like, I, I did this a little bit during the Keith Davis one today, oh, where I was oh, just, like, listening. I was I had started it and I, the first like five or ten minutes I was like really locked in with all the details and then you like start checking emails or stuff yep. like that and then you go like oh I haven't really been listening for the last five minutes back it up back it up yeah yep. and you just go back and then you get distracted again sometime later like the whole thing repeats itself but definitely go check out the uh, Keith Davis Jr. undisclosed podcast first of all you should watch or listen to every episode of Undisclosed that's yeah. available started out with Anand Sayed ending or not ending but now continuing with Keith Davis and there's like. 15 cases in between the Freddie gray one too. We talked about yeah. a lot when that was out and that was very good. And uh, uh, Amelia, uh, who did, who helped out with the Freddie gray is the one who is a major source on this one. And mm. she's one of my favorite people from Baltimore. Um, now from Baltimore, cause she's moved in down to the city, but great reporting and they're covering everything. And the uproar that it's causing amongst the police department and everybody. I'm like, all right, so we're, we're onto something then clearly. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool. Uh, Keith Davis I mean, it's nice that, 
that uh, f- for a change, one of these uh, true co- crime podcasts can happen at the same time as the trial does. Oh, um, like the problem, you know, like uh, people get caught up about making a murderer and then realize that. Uh, oh, shit. That was eight years he, ago. He has such a tiny, small yeah. little chance of maybe getting an appeal that maybe get overturned and then maybe over get over. Like yeah. the, the, the chances of Avery walking at this point, unless somebody pardons him. Are low yeah, and the governor's very uh, low. Governor Skywalker, so yeah. not looking good. You're on that. you're looking at maybe a one percent chance that Stephen Avery ever gets released early from prison. Yeah. Uh, other than like you know maybe a good behavior thing if he has that worked into his sentence at all. No, oh, it's it, life, right? It, it's life. So he's gonna have to serve forty five at least before he even gets considered. Yeah. So I'm saying it's like the, the chance that he g- gets anything less than that is one yeah. percent, maybe. Um, but being able to do it in a case that is still open and on trial and on trial yeah. gives you the opportunity to like <laughs> change things before they go wrong. Like rather than trying to free Keith Davis later. And if you like that, uh, also check out to live and die in LA. Cause that's like literally the guy is 10 days behind the calendar. And yeah. it's just like, yeah. So the, these, uh, it always, always opens with, uh, the events that you're listening to occurred on April 14th to April 16th, 2019. And I'm like, he's recording live outside of the amoeba. I walked past that on yeah. those days. I might be in the yeah. background of this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, undisclosed, check it out. Uh, all of the episodes, but especially the most recent one. Uh, one other exciting thing happening, um, in Baltimore. Yeah. Corey. Yes. Is about to go home and embrace his calling. Talking about the uh, Ninja Warrior. Ninja Warrior! So uh, it is infamously, uh, Corey's infamously stated that he is currently in the, uh, what would you say? Uh, He could currently run and pass the Ninja Warrior course. Well, I mean, we watch Ninja Warrior from oh, no, time wait, wait. to time. That was Beastmaster. Well, yeah. But, but, but you did same say difference, Ninja Same difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, like, you know, if, if they want to... I feel like Beastmaster is, like, probably a little bit more intense than Ninja Warrior. Sure, so maybe yeah. The, uh, yeah. Maybe this would be even easier for me to dominate, but... Right. Uh, <laughs> I, I, did I ever show you the, the video of Katie Nolan... Uh, with a bunch of people who like shit talk Twitter, oh, uh, kicking kickers field on Twitter. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. It's just like <laughs> chip shot field goal. I could have made it. It's like, do you remember how long that field goal was? And they cut to the clip and it's just like lining up for a 52 yard <laughs> field goal. <laughs> And then the guy's just like, no, like, I got this. I got this. Justin like, Tucker maybe not. makes the 52-yard <laughs> field goal 80% of the time, and he's the best, most accurate kicker in NFL history. Like, oh, gosh. Like, uh, <laughs> that's ridiculous. There's the other one. Uh, so wait, so are you backing down from your statement that no, you no, could pass just, the Ninja Warrior class? I'm, I'm just saying that uh, uh, clearly uh, there's there's a lot of people who do this type of thing and yeah. shit talk yeah. and say, like, oh, I could fucking do that. And they can't. But you know what's different between them and me? What's that? I'm me, and they're them. <laughs> and I could fucking do this shit. So Corey's flying Give home me. to Baltimore to run the Ninja Warrior yeah. course. I'm going to do it in a ninja outfit, too. <laughs> do you ever see the movie Beverly Just, Hills Ninja? Yeah, like Farley? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to have a little belly hanging out, like, going across... <laughs> Going across the monkey bars, like, <laughs> got it, <laughs> got it. 
Uh, best time of the day, right there. <laughs> I've never seen somebody so fat and so athletic at the same exact time, says so, the host of Ninja Warrior. <laughs> Here are my two concerns with it. Number one, uh, your competition is going to be guys who are maybe have experience running from the police in Baltimore and maybe are going to be able to run that course with spectacular time. Yeah. It's like, oh, you know, I, I jumping from building to building, I've had to do that my entire life. <laughs> uh, you look at a cop the wrong way, you start chasing, you have to run. I get yeah. it. Um, the other thing is, I'm worried about the Baltimore police being security guards because if any of the competitors are black and they start to run the course, you might just see like a sergeant come out of nowhere and just like <laughs> tackle the guy and take him down into the pit and be like, wait, what? 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 Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. Instinct. Instinct just came in. I, uh, I don't know what came over me. I'm sorry. My apologies. Let's get him back up there and get him running again. And then two seconds later, like, baton, bam. I'm like, oh, yeah. Um, so uh, I'm looking forward to you running of the course. Uh, yeah. I think we can keep As everybody everyone updated. is. Yes, yes. We'll keep everybody updated and uh, <laughs> see if I can make it home, get it. I mean, like, I'm sure if I just told them I'm coming home, then they'll, they'll just be like, well, we've been saving a spot just in case you decided to make it, hmm. you know. We've heard about your exploits uh, on the internet. Just like if uh, the XFL, if like all of a sudden it's just like a, a call to Vince McMahon, it's just like, hey, uh, I know you're starting this XFL thing. I thought I'd uh, join your league. I'm sorry. Who is this again? Oh, Aaron Rodgers. Is uh, is there space in me for your league? I imagine we can make some space. Uh, <laughs> I think- to be fair, all the teams have already been filled. So <laughs> what I'm going to do is. You're going to start another franchise. You're going to have to get in line behind he hate me. (laughs) Sorry, Aaron. There's there's strict rules about how we're putting together these teams. Very fair. It's very fair. (laughs) Nothing to do with me. Nothing to do with the money at all. It's it's about the it's about the game. Uh, much like the American uh, indoor football league or whatever, just, oh just folded. Did you hear about all the stories with that shit too? Yeah, it's gonna be. It's a shit show. Like, like where like people were like in ho- like uh, they. Uh, <laughs> They had like booked hotels and the team had paid for them. Yeah. And then like a week after the league had voted, like all these people get charged for all the hotel rooms that yeah. the league was supposed to pay. The teams yep. were supposed to pay for on their personal credit cards. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, I woke up one morning and I lost my job and I woke up the next morning and then I had $17,000 worth of hotel bills on my credit card. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, and how the, the entire league was funded by like, $200 million by one guy, but it turns out he put in 40 and was like, no, no, I'm good for the rest. And then just never, yeah. never put in the money in. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I think the whole plan move. was let's get bought by the NFL as quickly as possible. Yeah. And yeah. then the NFL realized like, Oh, this thing's just go out of business. And we don't have to worry about it. Well, I think they missed an opportunity because really it could have been the farm league for the NFL, the spring league for the NFL. And you know, see, but well. these things don't like, uh, you know, I know that, uh, every league to a degree is like interested in sort of going more global. Yeah. So like, you know, the NFL for as long as there been an NFL, have wanted to like expand to Europe and stuff like that. And baseball's wanted to do the same thing. Yeah. Uh, more so like in like North America and being able to like include like Mexico and Canada and stuff like that. And then further from there. But like, I, the problem is that, uh, you know, for anyone who watched the Alliance, football league was just like these guys just aren't as good as the players I'm used to watching. And that's, that's always the problem with a a secondary league. It's the thing where like we have, if you had, if you, if you made it like, if you made a league that was literally like NFL minors and it was like minor league baseball and there were teams that had players on them that could be assigned to the big league team, if you will. Yeah. That would be a big 
different because then you could stash people in your minor league team and then you could watch the minor league games and go like why isn't this this fucking wide receiver is electric he'd be great with the ravens and then just if i'm a wide receiver i'm saying why am i playing in the alliance league i'm gonna blow my knee out and be nothing well there's no reward this is this is an opportunity for you to get on the well, if if it's a minor league associate or a minor league <laughs> affiliate of a of a team NFL team, yeah. then yes, there's a direct line. I could see the reward. But no, but I mean, not, like if like, you go back to like the XFL, there oh, were there yeah. were players who got signed from four yeah. four players who got signed. Yeah, but I'm saying the four best players from the XFL yeah. ended up going to the end. Those were the the four players who were worth. Think about the number, like we just got done with the NFL draft. Think about the number of people who play college football. Yeah. And how many of them actually got drafted or will get signed by a team and how many of them will actually have a job playing football just this this, time this, next this fall, like yep. this, like as the new season begins on week one, how many of the people who are playing college football this year or this past season are going to be in the NFL this season? It's less Three. than... A tenth of 1% or something like that. I, I honestly don't even like, think it's that high because a lot of them are, they're going to be like, Hey, uh, we're going to put you on the practice squad or, you know? Yeah. 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 But I'm saying like, play. Yeah. But you know, you could be there. So how many fucking picks was it? Like, uh, 200 something picks, 248 picks in the draft or something like that. Uh, so like nine, nine rounds of 32. Uh, yeah. So that's three per hundred and they did seven rounds, right? Yeah. But then there's also like extra picks for like compensatory. And right. All so that like sort. Well, 250, maybe 240, yeah, something sure. like that. Yeah. Uh, but the, like, I, I just, you need to, uh, realize that the odds of, if you're a high school player, the odds of making a major college are so low yeah. and then the odds of going from a major college, to the NFL are even very low. very lower than that. So, and what every non NFL league shows us is that the talent difference is there for a reason. The reason you didn't make an NFL team is because the talent gap is so big. Uh, And yes, the 50 NFL wide receivers all look basically the same. But the difference between 50, those 50, and it's more than 50, but those 50 and number 51 is kind of a golf. Yeah. If you are as talented as you need to be to play on the NFL, I mean, even, you'll find a place. To even play. a player who's like, ter- like, remember when Brashad Perryman was just like dropping passes yeah. to the Ravens all the time. The difference in skill between him and the person who isn't in the league and yeah. could, and was like on the outskirts of being able to get in is heart humongous. Well, like, I, unless you're a quarterback who takes a knee. That's better. Yeah, then, then clearly you don't do. And, and I mean, that, your that, talent has gone away. You're not allowed to. The Rashard Perryman thing is like, we look at him and we're like, why would you keep a guy who can't catch a pass? And you're like, there's nobody else. Like, <laughs> the next guy who in line. The other guy can't catch a pass either. He can't catch a pass and he's like two tenths of a second slower down yeah. the field. At least we can just send Perryman on the flag route and draw the safety. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. come on. By the way, welcome to the Ravens to Hollywood Brown. I'm excited about uh, his. I you watched, didn't, you didn't see any of the draft. the draft. Could not care less. Again, because well, the point is, how many of those players are actually going to sign their contract? Well, I, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty secure that our first round pick is going to sign a sign a deal and be there. Yeah, maybe. Uh, but uh, it's Antonio Brown's cousin, Hollywood huh. Brown. Is his name actually Hollywood? No, it's Marquise. But he's from Hollywood, Florida. Ah. So I think like he sort of like got the nickname Hollywood because of that. Uh, okay. So sure. and what what position does he play? Wide receiver. Okay, so that's good. He had an injury. He has a Liz Frank injury right now, which okay. he's coming back from. But the uh, the word on the street prior to the injury was that 
the second he was drafted was going to be the moment that he became the fastest player of the NFL history. Okay. So he's supposed to be a wide receiver that will just be able to like smoke people down the sideline and just give Lamar the opportunity to keep, keep teams very honest. Well, as long as Lamar has figured out, he might be the, the like, uh, Tyree kill of, for the Ravens offense there. You know, if, if Lamar has figured out how to throw a ball downfield more than 20 (laughs) yards, this will be good news. It'll, it'll be better this year. I'm hoping. Okay. We'll see. Uh, Cause I've completely given up on the Orioles and nobody (laughs) cares. Corey still watches. Nobody I put, on, I put on the games, you know, <laughs> just to see them losing to the White Sox. But <sighs> and, oh, I mean, and everybody else. Yeah, well, and other teams as well. <laughs> the White Sox currently. Uh, yes. All right. Well, uh, if you want to talk about other teams that the Orioles could lose to, you you know where you could go for that. Where's that? Oh, the anthem dot com. Cordy with the anthem dot com. Oh. Corey at OTheAnthem.com or the Anthem on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and the listener line, 443-219-7595. What's that number again? 443-219-7595. You can find more of me at my website, CoreyBakerFilmmaker.com, Facebook.com forward slash CoreyBakerFilm, at LegendCB5 on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. And uh, we will definitely see some movie this week. Yes. Uh, I have to be on set tomorrow, but... Maybe after that, or you wouldn't want to do a late movie. Well, but with, we'll figure one out because I AMC need to do a review. Stubs, we can see a movie any day. Yeah. Um, oh, I'm sorry. AMC Stubbs A List. We can <laughs> see a movie anytime. AMC Stubbs A List brought to you by Brand. <laughs> <laughs> brought to you by Dolby <laughs> Atmos. Did, did you see the thing I I posted on the uh, the Onion article on Twitter where it's just like uh, flaming hot nachos park or flaming hot Doritos park? Drawing yes. criticism. From, yes. Um, like they're selling out. They're only looking for money. <laughs> mm. uh, anyway, uh, I'll do a review this week because I'll see something this week. And then Avengers will be next week. So yeah. stay tuned. All right. And of course, you can find more of me at Robert and Cheek on all your social networks, as it says right there. Um, don't check out my website because apparently it doesn't work. We found that out a few weeks ago. I still haven't fixed it. Uh, oh, but uh, the movement tells of valor and villainy. Available on ebook everywhere, including Barnes and Noble, Amazon. Uh, make sure you are following not only my stuff, but you can find the Movement Universe on Instagram, uh, the Movement Insurrection on uh, or the Movement Series on Facebook uh, and Twitter. And um, it's, uh, Corey and I are going to work on getting the uh, figuring out what draconian measures requ- are required by Barnes and Noble and Amazon and other. Um, real book publishers in order to get like uh, the books out, the physical books out. So hopefully that'll be happening this week. Um, and Corey's playing with his, uh, <laughs> with his thing right now. So yep. uh, playing with his thing right now. Yes. Uh, anyway, <laughs> his, exactly uh, surface, what it sounds like his surface. Um, anyway, so yeah, so look for more of that. And of course the books, uh, which are uh, all available on Amazon. By Rob's books. Thank you. And uh, more places. We're working on getting the back catalog up everywhere as well. Uh, so look for more beautiful, beautiful uh, covers by one uh, William C.P. Baker. One legend C.B. 5? Yes. All right. Well, yeah. I think we've done good here today. We've done something. I don't know if it's good. But as always, you're listening to the Year of the Anthem podcast, part of the Year of the Anthem digital network. For Corey, this is Rob. Have a great week, everybody. Oh, hey, there's me. Hey, I'm just, just me on the screen here. How am I doing hanging out? I'm just kidding. There it is. <laughs> Hi, Mom. <laughs> Hi, it's Baker. <laughs> anyway, uh, have a good week, everybody. Arriva Derger.